The rich have always made the rules. Rules about tax savings, social security, required minimum distributions, financial do's and don'ts. But they don't tell you what those rules are. Because if you knew the rules, you could take advantage of them like the wealthy do. Where do you go to learn about these rules? And how do you take advantage of them for your benefit? Learn about your financial power on the Total Financial Hour with host Arif Halaby, Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. That's Sundays at 11 a.m. on AM870, The Answer. The information on the show is not intended to be the primary basis for investment decisions and should not be used to provide financial advice. Please obtain the guidance of a financial professional regarding your particular financial concerns. Past performance is not a guarantee of future results. This program reflects the views of Arif Halaby, CA Insurance License 0B93792 of TFS Financial Insurance Services. TFS Financial Insurance Services, CA Insurance License Number 0F22477, provides retirement income strategies using insurance and annuity products, which are guaranteed by the claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial power. Welcome to the, <laughs> Welcome to the program. <laughs> hey, my name is Eric Halby. Hey, thanks for being with us as we talk about your family's finances. Got a little ahead of, uh, ahead of myself there for a minute. Uh, I, I was just concerned. I'm concerned that how do you plan financially when we have less than 12 years left on this earth? Uh, you know, I don't know. I don't know, do we just start learning how to to weave animal skins? Are, are we working on basket weaving next? I mean, sticks? What, what is it you have to be good at? Uh, because financially, you know, I don't know if anybody else is worried, but I'm not. I think it's going to take, gosh, did you hear these people? How do they get elected? It goes to show you that you don't have to be that smart to run for office. Uh, I mean, really. In fact, you don't even have to be that smart to be elected to office because most of the folks that are involved in the political world, right? Their, their concept of understanding financial principles, financial planning, financial principles. Listen to how many of them say, oh, I still have student loans. Listen, I'm not saying that's a good thing or a bad thing. All I'm saying is in your life, you think you can solve my problems and you haven't solved yours, right? And instead of having $100 to your name, you have $100 million. Instead of $100 million, right, you have uh, tens of billions, over the course of your political career, you're going to have billions, if not trillions of dollars that you're in charge with. In fact, each congressional office is given a budget. At least uh, it's a bit more than $100,000. It's called a discretionary budget. You get to write those checks to wherever, to whomever you feel needs it. You can give it to a homeless shelter. You can give it to a, a food pantry. You can give it to anybody you want. Domestic violence for women, no problem. Your cousin's mother's uh, program for teenage kids to get out of whatever, you got it. And those dollars that are given away by each congressional member can be used with almost 99% unaccountable actions. That means nobody, nobody, nobody is going to pay attention to it. So I don't want you to count on Either the city of Los Angeles with it, with its recent Green New Deal, you know, the, the old, it was called Agenda 21, but we're almost at 21, right? Because the world was going to end. It was going to be horrible at, in 2021. That's when they, they convinced us of the last scam. And now there's a whole new one coming on board, which is what? Well, it's now going to be Agenda 30, right? Because that's just enough time for Garcetti to get himself into either the presidency or to be caught in the next scandal and to decide that's not going to work out for him. Because most of you don't understand that the, that the goal of the left is pure power, nothing to do with serving the people. 
Because otherwise you would go out there and you'd see, oh my word, instead of giving this guy or gal a new tent and, a, and breakfast, and then as we drive away in our $50,000 car, we high five each other, shed a tear and give each other a hug and say, man, look at what we did. Instead, how about giving somebody a real opportunity? Like, hey, sir, hey, ma'am, let's get yourself cleaned up. You're now going to be accountable. You're going to have to do some work. You're going to have to go back to school, get your GED, get cleaned up, stop uh, using drugs or alcohol, whatever the issue is. Real work. Imagine that. I share this with you because part of what you need to do is understand these folks are not going to be there to keep an eye on your financial life. They're just not. Most of them are broke themselves. Okay, they're not bad people. Some of them are. They're just broke. And then you're going to give them a budget with a lot more zeros behind it than you and I put together. So I want you to work on how you create your own financial lifestyle by protecting your principal, by making sure you're not counting on some of these folks. Look, one of the biggest challenges that President Trump has in Washington is there are people that have had that job in the corner office on the corner of uh, you know Massachusetts and First or whatever, and nobody knows what that person does. They're the third floor of a seventh floor building right in the corner. Nobody knows. They have a little tag. They come in. They say hi to everybody. They have some gray hair. They make sure they walk in with their coffee and the briefcase every single morning so that when they walk through, they just wave. And when you ask people, what, well, what do they do? Nobody knows. But heaven forbid you should fire them or hold them accountable. All right? I love it when the, the, the fake media will go through and say, here's a grid of people in the top whatever who have left the government since President Trump has been in office. I don't know about every single person, but I can tell you this. If they've done their job well, he's going to say, don't leave, stay. Right? Instead of promoting people, and you've all worked for these people, instead of promoting people that are just lazy, incompetent, right? It used to be that. the high, You rise to the highest level of your incompetency. Remember that? I worked in government. You're like, what do you mean that guy became a sergeant? He was a lousy police officer. He couldn't lead a, a fly out of a paper bag. Oh, yeah, 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 sergeant. And then nobody wanted to work with them, so they bounced them around from place to place until finally somebody says, all right, fine, let's get rid of them. Oh, let's make them a lieutenant. Right? We saw that. It happens today. It's even worse today, according to my friends that are still, still on the job. So I want you to keep in mind that if the objective for you is to say, well, I, I'm my, part of my financial plan in life is to close my eyes and point and wish and believe, you can't do that. So I want to get into your 401k a little bit today, talk about some choices and options, because I think part of what you need to do is realize that that's probably, for many of you, the largest asset outside of your home. And I'm going to argue that I don't even think your home is an asset, right? If you stop paying it, does it make you money? No, no, your rental property might be an asset. But if you stop paying it, property taxes, maintenance, utilities, that's the last to be paid, doesn't it? So... I think it's a liability. Ask Robert Kiyosaki, one of my one of my unknown mentors, I guess, as you might say. Right? He doesn't know it, but he was a mentor of mine. We were close friends just through the TV. <laughs> he helped me a lot. What we had to do is sit down and say, look, I need somebody who's smarter than me, who's better than me. Let's see if I can have somebody kind of uh, who's lived a life of failure and success and heartbreak, etc. So find somebody like that. It could be an author. It could be somebody that's amazing. 
uh, I appreciate Robert's work and never never think he's a perfect person, just like you and me, right? It's the idea is finding somebody who, who I can learn from. All right. So let's talk about this. I'm Eric Hallaby on Total Financial Solutions, brought to you by TFS Financial and Insurance Services. Talking about your family's financial life, right? The Total Financial Hour every week is brought to you because we're upset. We're mad. We're angry. We're happy. We're sad. It doesn't matter because I'll tell you what, one plus one is two. I know. Wait, wait. But what if I hold a sign and I protest? Um, yeah, one plus one is still two. But if I believe that it's nine, like with all my heart, one plus one is two, folks. So your retirement accounts need to be made up, in my opinion, of multiple sources. If you're thinking or counting on just the government agency or your county or your uh, city pension or your CalSTRS or your or your even your company pension, I'm going to tell you that I think there's going to be some big problems coming down the road. I don't know what. Nobody knows for sure. It depends on how quickly they fix it. Right? We all know, everybody, you ask anybody, Social Security has to change. There will not be, there is not, there cannot be enough money to pay somebody who's 40 years old today, who's been working 20 years of their life, to give them what they expect to have for Social Security 30 years from now. Not going to happen. Just isn't the money. It's just a matter. It's, it's over, right? There's a certain amount of people born, certain amount of people working. We know that those people will work. They'll make about this much money. And there isn't enough. So if everybody knows that, then why couldn't we get into a room with a bunch of adults and say, all right, guys, we see the, the latest that Social Security is going to have an issue in 2033, 2035. Now, it doesn't mean it just disappears. It just means in December, if you were expecting a check for $1,000, well, January, it's $750. Is that when you want to wait to try to fix it? The last minute? Or do you want to start trying to fix it now? Because the moment any politician, it's like a hot potato. Any politician says, listen, we need to fix Social Security. Oh, you are a hater of old people. Push them off the cliff. Get granny in the wheelchair and give her a good shove. Right? We hear it. You go, well, no, folks, it's just about. And then suddenly the, the crazies in the audience wearing the funny hats will start screaming and yelling. And won't let you talk, right? That's what the left does because they don't want to hear math. They're afraid of calculators. I think they've been hit by a calculator once as a child, so they've got the, the little twinges every time someone starts bringing up math. I hate math. The humanities, that's me. Social something or other, justice, that's it. Like, okay, bud, look. Look, math doesn't have feelings. It just is. So be very careful. So how do you protect your Social Security? How do you protect your 401k? How do you protect your pension? Well, first of all, I think you need to be a diversified uh, person when it comes financially speaking. When I mean that, it's simple. If you were to buy one type of food in your home, let's say you love bell peppers. That's all you ate, bell peppers. You're going to get some amazing nutrients from bell peppers, whatever it might be, vitamin C maybe. But you're going to miss out on so many others, aren't you? So you might be really strong in one area, but very weak in others. Well, it isn't any different. I want you to have your home paid off. Maybe keep it as a rental property. Check with your financial advisor or your, your CPA. What are the tax benefits? Should I do this? Does the math work? I want you to consider if you're going to move out of California, like most, most of my clients move out of California, somewhere between 40, 50, 60% retire and leave California. 
right? So if that's part of your plan, you're immediately going to save 10% in income tax, plus or minus. You're immediately going to save gasoline tax and car registration fees and property tax in most places. So if those are the, if that's the, that's immediately another way to save money, right? It says if you earned it, you give up some great weather, no question, depending on where you move. But what about your retirement accounts? Look, I like places where when you put your money in the accounts, it doesn't go backwards. It isn't locked up forever. You can start taking money out the next day in some cases or the next month. You can start taking money out of your accounts the next year, two years, five years, 10 years. It doesn't matter. So don't buy into these guys. Look, the financial folks out there that don't sell annuities or don't want you to have some of the safety, it's simple. In order for them to make a living, to charge you a fee, your money has to be at risk of being lost. I'll say it again because I think it's worth writing down so that you can ask them when they say, oh, annuities are bad. Really? Why? Uh, well, you know, I heard about it once by somebody from somewhere. Okay, look, look. So I, let me just ask a question. If my money is not at risk, right? In other words, you put it in this in the money market account or in the cash account in my financial planning process the thing with your firm. If my money is not at risk, do you charge a fee on it? Well, the derivations of the uh, process of the... Back up. So maybe I'll ask it another way because maybe I wasn't clear. Forgive me. For you to make a living, does my money have to be at risk of going backwards? In other words, you don't make a fee if I can't lose some of my money. Now, listen, I'm not saying I could make some amazing interest. I could double in five years or two years. I get it. Maybe that could happen. But I could also lose. So just ask something very simple. For me to, to protect my income, my, my retirement accounts, the money I've worked for, I can't get time back. Are you, can you still make a living? Because I will tell you that the answer is no. Now, what does that mean? It doesn't mean they're a bad person. It means they're selling a product in which they can make a living. Right? Don't ask me to sell you uh, desks or computers because I don't know anything about it. And if I see you at the office store, I'm going to say, oh, yeah, I like this computer. What do I know? Not much, but I've used it and I like it. That's it. That's where it goes. So you need somebody who's good at what their products and services are. But make sure you need one to begin with. Make sure you understand it. I'm okay if you say, listen, I'm willing to risk some. I've worked my whole life. I'm willing to take some of my money, put it at risk, let it ride. No problem. What you want protected, what you want preserved, that's what we do. That's why we're different. Right? I don't know how you classify better or worse. Maybe just the answer is we're different. We just don't lose your principal. You're going to get reasonable gains, guys. Between 0 and 10% a year, maybe 12. You never go backwards. The market goes backwards, you don't lose. We deal with companies that have been in business 100 plus years. I think my top top five companies that we work with have all been in business at least 105, 108, something like that years. Well, you don't know if the company's going to be in business tomorrow. Really? Well, ask, uh, what was that, Morgan Stanley. Oh, oh, wait, wait, did they just get fined? Oh, yes, they did. How many times this year? Oh, I don't know. Could be countless. Listen, it doesn't mean they're bad people. It doesn't mean it's a horrible company. But just understand, right? Every company is a company. 
CalPERS, Morgan Stanley pays California pension funds $130 million over charges it misled PERS and STIRS. When did this take place? 11 years ago. During the 2008 financial crisis, guys, Morgan Stanley will pay $150 million to the state to settle claims that it that it uh, that the bank misrepresented. Look, I get it. Everybody's paying these fines and fees, right? And, and it's a drop in the bucket. Look how many billions or trillions Morgan Stanley has. I get it. They're not. The idea is for you to understand that the companies, all the companies that you work with, their job is to make themselves money and to be in business and to stay in business. So what kind of protections if these companies go out of business? What kind of protections when a client came to us and said, Eric, if I have this letter, what does it mean? I said, I don't know. Let's read it. Oh, okay. Now, I could understand it, but we called. And we called the author of the letter. I won't tell you which firm, but it was a, another two-name firm. And we called them and we said, hey, what does this mean? They said, well, the California Insured Tax-Free Bond Fund that you had was really invested, a portion of it at least, in Puerto Rican bonds. They go, huh? What do you mean? It didn't say Puerto Rican bonds anywhere. It said California. Everybody likes insured, right? FDIC is insured. Annuities are insured. They're backed by the companies, right? Everybody, insurance. We like insurance because those guys never lose. They seem, they could go back, right? We could go out of business. Insurance companies probably could. That's why we deal with ones that have been in business for a hundred years plus. However, they said, many of these, some of your money, ma'am, went into default. What do you mean it went into default? It's a tax-free bond insured. Sorry. Look, they can give you a one piece of paper where it's super clear, easy to read, very basic. But most people don't know how to read that stuff. Right? They give you that thin paper and it's written on like Bible paper, right? Super thin, onion skin, gray or, or beige. So I'm not saying never do this. That's not my job. Nobody should ever say that because we never met you. Right? My job is to get you thinking, not to give you a financial plan over the airwaves. Right? It, it shouldn't be. It should be for you to go, huh, Arif, that makes sense. Huh, Arif, let me double check that. Hey, Arif, let me research that. That's the whole idea. Then you decide how much you want protected, how much you want safe. Protected from the market. The market goes down. I don't want to lose my principal. If it goes up, I want to get some interest. That's what we do. So by using fixed or fixed indexed annuities, life insurance type companies, where we never go backwards, we always go forwards, if you are earning any interest, it's new money. In other words, it isn't your old money where it goes up and it goes down and then it goes up and your broker says, hey, we made you some interest. Like, huh? Didn't I just used to have $50,000 more in my account? Yeah, but it just went up. You're like, not from the 50. No, 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 no. You lost money. Now it's going back up. Well, then you're just giving me my own money back. Right? So let me get this right. You took away my money. Well, I didn't. It's the market. It's China. It's Trump. Okay, great. So whatever. Blame whoever you want. It's never going to be you. I get it. Market went down. I lost money. I'm the only one that loses here, right? Because you still took your fee. All right. Market goes down. I lost my money. It starts to go back up. Now I have more money in my account than I did last week. I like that. But then you have the nerve to call me and say, you just made me some money. I, I don't know if that's right because 
if it was my money last month, then you're just giving me my money back today. If it was never my money, I get it. Then you're giving me fresh money, right? So always ask yourself, what can I do to keep it simple, easy to understand? I want to keep it clear. I don't want to lose. I don't want to go backwards. How do I keep that simple? So consider this. What is your 401k plan? Now, if you work for a for-profit company, it's called a 401k. But what if you work for a nonprofit, hospital, research facility, school district? Yours is called a 403b. All that means is where it's found in the IRS code. You just go to 403, subsection B, and basically it says if you work for one of those entities, a school district, a hospital, etc., you're allowed to put money into a retirement account and later on take it out, and that's when you're taxed. So today you pay payroll tax on that money, but when you take it out, you never pay, uh, you pay income tax at that time, wherever you live. You never pay along the way, right? So you make a little money next year, next year, next year. Oh, now I'm retired. I'm going to start taking money out. That's when it's subject to wherever you live, whatever the tax brackets are at the time, whether you live in California or not. If you live in Nevada or Texas or Florida, you don't pay any income tax, state income tax. The federal is the same wherever it is. So I love a website. It's called howmoneywalks.com, as in let's go for a walk, How to, howmoneywalks.com. Why I like it is because what it does is it gives you you scroll down about halfway and you're going to see a map of the United States. The map of the United States is pretty neat because what it does is it gives you red and green, dark red, uh, light red, pink, you know, and, and light green. So it'll give you an idea of money coming into the state or wages speaking, speaking of wages, or wages leaving the state. So by scrolling down on the bottom right, midway through, you're going to see an entire map of the United States. Click on California. And look and see, you're probably going to see 58, 59 billion in annual wages that are gone. That means those dollars are spent somewhere else. So when you click on it, you'll see red means we have uh, lost money to these various states. It's going to be Texas, Nevada, Washington, North Carolina, probably uh, Oregon. Okay. You're going to see we gained so in other words, people went from the frying pan, which is high-tax state, lousy weather, into the fire, which is high-tax state, good weather. So Illinois, New York, Massachusetts, they came here, right? If you're going to get hosed, tax-wise speaking, you might as well have good weather. So a lot of companies, but what's the net loss? Meaning, okay, that's right, a few people did come here, but we lost more than 1 million middle-income Middle class, people with dollars, wages, working, gone. Just in the last decade. That means a lot of good people have left. Now, I don't know how angry you are. I get pretty bummed. You know, I was born in Hollywood, raised in Los Angeles. You can't kind of get more than a California kid, I guess, than that. I never really thought of it, but that's just the way it is. My kids were all born in L.A., right, and raised here in, in uh Southern California, they don't know any different. And now, because of crazy policies where they think we should socialize even more, they kind of chase out good people, don't they? And some of you are angry enough, but only about 30% you vote for the, for the folks that are not doubling down on the crazy ideas. So I want you to think about this. You need to vote. And if you're not going to stay, 
we'll vote just the last time before you leave out the back door, right? Because they're still going to, most of these political guys, so you know, have homes in other states. You know that? They pass these crazy laws and then they're like, I'm not going to retire in California. I'll keep a vacation home in Silicon Valley. I'll, I'll, I'll keep a quote vacation home in Beverly Hills or Brentwood or the San Fernando Valley or Anaheim, which means it's not their residence for tax income tax purposes, right? So what is happening across the board? You're seeing that places like New York, where people have moved and have gone to Florida, New York is now checking credit card receipts and pinging your cell phone. So if you say you're moving and you don't really move, stand by because California is right behind them. They're making sure that if you're a tax cheat, they're going to catch you guys. They're going to check your cell phones. All right, when I come back, we're going to continue. I'm going to give you some tips and tricks on how to take money out of your 401k plans. What do you do? How do you do that? Well, you're listening to me, Arif Hallaby, on the Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. We'll be back. Strategy. I'll retire comfortably thanks to Arab Halaby. Now every dollar's got a job to do. Arab makes your money work for you. Learn about financial power, the total financial hour. Learn about financial power. Financial security will help you live the life you dream. Learn about financial power, the total financial Hey, welcome back to the show. Thanks for staying with me. I'm Eric Hallaby. The Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. Brought to you by TFS Financial and Insurance Services. The Total Financial Hour and Total Financial Solutions. I love bringing this stuff to you because, look, I think solutions are about what life's about, right? It's easy to focus <laughs> If you're a news addict, like sometimes I can be, right, it's easy to focus on nothing but the bad news. We do that. It's part of what I think human nature. Everything is great, but, oh, yeah, but did you see that it's three degrees colder than it was yesterday? Oh, it's amazing. Yeah, but it's raining. We're in a drought. I know, but it's going to be mudslides. It's dry. It's wonderful. It's great weather. I know, but we have uh, no rain. Did you want rain or did you not want rain? Because you're the same one that complained about mudslides last week. So let's talk about this. A 401k plan it, and a 403b, you've heard me mention that on the last uh, uh, segment of the show. What about 457? It's also called a deferred comp plan. So sometimes if I don't have a, a deferred compensation, I have a 457. Same thing. Eric, if I don't have either of those, I have a horizons plan. I go, you work for LA County, don't you? They go, well, yeah, how do you know? Because it's just the word that LA County calls a deferred compensation plan or a 401k, or sorry, a 457. So it's the same idea. They're all, they're all pre-tax money, which means you go to work, you make some money. Let's say you make 50000 a year. If you put 5000 into a retirement account, one of these, 400, 401s, right? Today you pay taxes on only 45000 But when you retire, where you retire, that 5000 it's interest, it's earnings, hopefully you've made some money. All of those dollars are subject to income tax based on wherever you live, wherever your residence is at the time. So the key is to make sure you, what you're doing is saving enough. And then when it comes time to take it out, you're not taking out more than you, you can to survive. Nobody knows the last minute that they're going to live. So we have to make sure that we're saving and maybe 
creating a legacy if that's important to you. Maybe, maybe, look, you might say, my kids are spoiled brats. I don't want to give them anything. Then there are amazing nonprofits out there, churches, organizations, charities. And I would encourage you to start volunteering now so you see the character of the organization. You see their integrity. You see if they're doing the work that they say they're doing or if they're wasting the people that have come before you, wasting their money. And if they are, if they're not good people, if they're not doing the right thing with the money, they're, they're blowing it on silly things, then now you know. Go find another place to volunteer and find another place to donate your funds. And you don't have to tell them. Sometimes people pass away and some of the executive directors of these nonprofits will come to us and they'll say, hey, you know, we had Mary Sue. She worked with us, volunteered once a week for years now, and she passed away and she left us a million dollars. We wouldn't have guessed she was worth a million if our life depended on it. And behind the scenes, she was she left us a million dollars. Amazing. Right. So things like that happen where God works in pretty incredible ways. And and you could be a part of an organization's uh, success. So those are pretty neat ideas. All right. So if you are still working though, and you need the funds, when would you borrow from your 401k? Well, consider it this kind of an issue. If you're taking money from your 401k, it is a loan. The most you can withdraw is half of what's in there or $50,000. So that means if you have $30,000 in your account, you can borrow 15. If you have 250, you can only borrow 50, right? So the $100,000 number is the most that is vested in your account in order to borrow the most, right? Follow me? So if you have 100,000, you can borrow 50. If you have 150,000, you can still only borrow 50. And in most cases, the loan term is up to five years. Now, the, the plan documents, which is how your plan is created, the government gives guidelines. But your employer gets to, now today's it's a checkbox. Yes, I want one loan, or I want to have people have the ability to have up to two loans out at any one time, up to 50,000. So let's say they have one, they only borrowed uh, $25,000 and they've been paying it down. They can still borrow up to 50000 even a year or two later that they're still paying off this loan. We don't recommend it, right? It's not the right thing to do because a retirement account is guess for what? Use retirement, <laughs> right? This is, I, I think, a big part of where when I say poor people are poor or, or, or I don't mean bad people. I don't mean ugly or right? I just mean poor people, poor financial decisions. The reason that they're poor is simple. It's because they make bad choices. Uh, listen, you can go to the extreme that if you make uh, $100 million a day, it's difficult to be poor. I gotcha. Or if, if you make uh, $3 a day, it's difficult to not be poor. Yep. So minus the extremes, take anybody over the last 20 years and add up how much money has come through their hands, right? Even if you've earned $40,000 a year for 20 years, that's $800,000 has gone through your hands. Now, I get it. You had to eat dinner. You had to pay for an electric bill and et cetera. But explain to me why you're broke again, right? It isn't because you didn't make money. It's because of the choices that you've made. So I guess you can blame everybody under the sun or maybe just kind of look in the mirror. And if you're somebody who's already accumulated this kind of wealth, 
you can start making bad choices in retirement. And I don't want you to do that. So I'm going to get into some tips and tricks in retirement, how to make sure you spend your 401k, in my opinion, wisely. Okay. So remember, you can borrow this money, pay it back over a five-year period of time, but longer-term loans may be allowed if your plan allows it, if you're going to use the proceeds to buy a home. Okay, so there's some rules there. Check with your plan. The interest rate is usually somewhere between 1% to 2% above the prime rate. So the prime rate is a public uh, uh, accessible thing. Just type in what is the prime rate and you can find out. 2%, 3%, whatever it is. Add the one on top of it or two and that's going to be what your interest rate usually is. And usually it comes out of your payroll deduction. So, And sometimes they even limit your cont- continued contribution into your retirement plan, meaning you're not allowed to contribute anymore until the loan is paid off. So that's kind of stinky if you're, if you're trying to pay it off, but maybe it should encourage you to pay the loan off quicker just so you could get back into savings. Okay, there are several advantages to taking out the 401k loan. Remember, this is important. Number one, there's no credit check. So if you're trying to rebuild your credit for whatever you can do, okay, if you're saying, I have to get this money out to do what? Buy a car or to um, pay off credit card debt. And the, there's a pure plan. There is a process. There is a, there, then I'd say, okay, let's do it. But you got to ask, why did I get into credit card debt to begin with? Is it because of a series of bad choices or is it because of an event? Right? Habits or an event? Because sometimes events happen out of our control. A divorce, somebody's sick, somebody passes away, right? And, and all of a sudden, our, a job loss out of nowhere. And, and suddenly, the, our life financially is turned into upside down. I get it. But you're saying, I want to improve my credit score. So I'm going to take out a 401k loan. I'm going to pay down my credit cards. Your credit score starts to go up. But if you got into credit card debt because you don't know how to spend the money that you make, then you're just going to be right back in debt and you don't have any money in your 401k again, right? You took it out. So it isn't just a solution. Your goal isn't to go from debt to debt to debt like it's some sort of a game, right? These afternoon game shows are nice if they're on TV, but if the goal is to try to figure out you got to keep yourself from going backwards, then how do you do that? Okay, so there's significant disadvantages, though, and here's the big one. If you don't pay the loan back, it becomes a taxable distribution. And if you're younger than 59 and a half, you're going to, uh, 59 and a half, you're, you're going to also pay an early withdrawal penalty. So consider this. If you're trying to reduce, hopefully temporary, the amount you have invested in your 401k because the goal is to get yourself out of debt, I'm all for it. But you need to have a plan. You better say, okay, This is a last resort. I'm going to borrow from my 401k. I'm going to pay off my debt. But here's what I'm going to do. There is no such thing as a 40-hour work week. I'm going to go work a second job. I'm going to work in the evenings. I'm going to miss my kids' recitals or grandchildren's dance, whatever. I don't care. Listen, guys, you messed up. Do you think because you're good-looking or you're smart that people are going to just give you money? No. You're going to have to go work in the evening. Get off of one job at 5 o'clock. You start another one at 6 why? Well, because you got to get out of this mess. 
And the sooner you fix it, the better off you're going to be. If you believe that you're entitled to see your kids um, back to school nights and school plays and baseball games, folks, I'm sorry, one plus one is two. Right? It, it doesn't matter how, how deeply you feel you should see that, you know, your, your children or your grandchildren or I love them all. But guys, you got to think about that when you buy something you shouldn't be buying or spending more money on something that you shouldn't be spending money on. Okay? I mean, listen, somebody has to tell you the truth because everybody else in your life understands, quote, feels, got it, believes, yep. But who's going to tell you the truth that you got to knock it off? Right? Because your kids look to you, nobody else. They don't think that you know, they didn't have a choice to be born into your family. Your grandchildren didn't have a choice to be born into you as a grandparent. So if the goal is to see figuring out the, uh, the, the process, then we need to do it without a plan, without a problem. And that is, you're going to borrow from a 401k. I'm good with that as long as you have a plan to pay that back. All right? Because people have to make a decision here. What about catch-up plans. All right. Here's where I love the 401k is you're allowed to put in up to $19,000. And if you're 50 years or older, that's an extra six. So it's 25 grand. And that's dollar for dollar. In other words, if you make $10, you can put in $10. If you make $1,000, you can put in $1,000. In other words, you can put in 100% of your your check up to that $25,000 after age 50. So if you have a second job because you're trying to rebuild your retirement, because you've used it in the past. I get it. We've all made mistakes. And you say, okay, this is it, man. I'm buckling down. Then you can take 100% of your pay if they have a 401k plan. And if your old job has one, it doesn't matter. You can use the money to live on and, and part of your old, your, your current job to put in um, you know, maximum amount. And just, if you make a dollar, you're putting in a dollar. Because you can also put money into an IRA, an individual retirement account. It's $6,000 in 2019 if you're 50. Uh, sorry, if you're 49 or, or younger. If you're older than 50 or older, it's an additional 1000 That means it's seven grand. But you have to make the money in order to put it aside. What does that mean? Second job. What does that mean? Stop spending money on junk, right? We're all disciplined. We all know we could. If I was to say, hey, do me a favor. I need you to walk. Walk across Los Angeles. I don't care how long it takes but you have to walk across Los Angeles, 30 miles, and there will be a million dollars waiting for you. Ride a scooter, get into a car, take a cab, an Uber, Lyft, zero. Do you think you're going to get it? You're going to figure out how to start walking? Oh, yeah. Of course. So it's never the effort, right? It isn't. It's the reward. And if you don't think there's a reward, then you're going to be like, ah, you know, no big deal. I've been able to get by so far. Well, when the distributions begin from these type of retirement accounts, right? So good news, you're able to save in a lot of money. But now the distributions begin. Well, while you're saving, we're happy that the market is going up and down in those retirement accounts because you have 20 years before you retire. But as you get closer to retirement, and we think the market, and we being you, thinks the market's in a good place to, to start selling, but you're like, but I'm still not 59 and a half to start retiring or 60 or 65. I still have a few more years. 
you may be eligible to pick up some or part of your existing retirement account, pick it up and move it out of risk, move it out of fees, put it into a place where you could protect the principal, get some guarantees, go forward, and never lose another penny when the market goes down. That's pretty cool. Oh, Eric, I'm still going to work another three years. doesn't matter. You can take money out today if you think the market is, if you made pretty good rates, rate of return, if interest, you're thinking, I'm pretty good where I'm at. I want to take some of the cream off the top. And you're still employed and you're at least 55 years of age. Most of the time we can do it. At 59 and a half, nearly all the time we can do it. We pick it up. We drop it into a new account. You still work. You still receive the matching. Nothing changes there. Except now you have guarantees. You can earn some interest and protect the principal and the interest. So that's called an in-service distribution, in-service rollover or in-service distribution. You can do anything with it. If you say you want to put it into a bank or a credit union or to another mutual fund or whatever you want to do, you should be able to pick it up and move it in. You'll probably want to have a professional help you just because there's some forms and you have to do it correctly so it does not become a taxable event. Make sure you do it right. But that's a great option. So now when you're ready to retire, you have one account that has protection of principal and one that has a lot of risk, but it could have great return. So now the time comes for you to retire and the market's at all-time highs. Great. Guess where you're going to take from? Your, your stock market account. Right? It's wonderful. Let's take it out. Let's take the cream off the top. Let's spend all that interest you've made in the last few years. Great. Let's do that. But now you're ready to retire and the market's in the tank. Well, that doesn't matter. Remember a few years ago, we pulled out some money and we protected your principal. So now you can retire on your terms and not based on what the market says. So many people say, well, I planned on retiring in 2008 or 2009 or 2010, but the market collapsed and I had to wait. Or I had to start taking Social Security earlier than I originally planned, which meant it was a lower number just because I had retired a year earlier. And I didn't want to sell my shares of whatever at a much lower price, right? Because that's part of the challenge. If you start selling your shares, you live on dollars. You don't live on shares. You take dollars to the grocery store, not shares. So when each share is worth less money, you have to sell more of them in order to get the same dollars to pay your house mortgage or your electric bill. So that means you, you've killed, if you will, killed off multiple more shares than you had originally planned, and they're gone. Never to earn another dividend or another gain, never to grow, never to be there for you ever again. They're gone. So we have to think this through in how we plan and prepare to keep ourselves, when the time comes for income, <laughs> on track. Here's the biggest challenge, right? Okay, look, it isn't the day you retire. Because it's like this little crescendo, this music, da 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 boom. You know when that's coming. It's two years from now. It's four years from now. It's when you're done working and you say, I'm ready to stop working part-time. Maybe you worked a part-time job. It's, what, it's that time in life when you say, all right, you know, I've been out of the workforce. Technology has changed. All my coworkers are gone. It's nice to say hello and, and meet with some other uh, guys once a month for coffee some of the old guard. But you can never go back to that same career. It's over, right? They've moved on. Things have changed. It's different. That's the last time that you need 
to have a 25% or 50% correction in the market. I really hate that word. It's like how they, they, they dress it up. So yeah, correction. So is it bad for me to make money? Is it wrong? So you're going to correct me for, hey, you made some money. Well, we're going to correct that, sir. We're, we're going to correct that right now. I know your account's up, but that we're going to correct it, <laughs> right? If your broker ever say, says that, you go, wow, you're so cute. Yeah, I mean, you're amazing. You're, you're smart, boy. But you were probably in junior high school chasing little girls around the, the, the playground when I was making this money. Why are you entitled to 1.5% of it every single year? Right. I, I mean, I get it. You're in your 30s now, but you understand that, that I was making this money the day you were born or when you, when you started learning math. So why are you entitled to the same amount of interest that I'm making? So I think that's a little bit of a challenge that a lot of us have. You forget what's the purpose of this person to be in this account, you know, be my broker, be my agent. What's their job? Well, first, ours is to do no harm. First, it's to make your life a little bit better, certainly not to make it worse. And I I think that there's some good guys and gals out there that do what we do. What I don't want you to do is to, to work in in a field or in an area where somebody says, well, the last thing you want to do is have protection. You go, well, so let me guess. I'm just a number. There's a whole bunch of you in a room. And if the market goes up, I get to make some interest. If it goes down, I lose and you never lose. Well, sir, we do. We make less money. Well, what does that mean, make less money? So pay me less interest. I want to still make interest. Just pay me less interest. Right? If we both lose, then I earn less interest. Not lose my principal, but less interest. Well, that's not how it works. Got it. So here's where I look at. If you're still in the saving phase of your retirement accounts, every time you get a pay raise, save that money. Last month you lived without it. This month you live without it. Or you take half and save and half and eliminate bad debt. You want to be wealthy? Are you tired of this up and down game? Right? For many of you, then if you make $500 more a month, you save $250, you take $250 and, and pay down debt. Okay, that's important because now you're building habits. In fact, when I used to speak to a group of financial advisors many years ago, 20, 20 25 years ago, I would sit in a room and I would say, here's, what I, here's how important it is for you to teach your clients habits, to change their mindset, especially if they're younger because we still have a chance. Number one is, if there's a knock on the door and there's $10,000 in cash and they have $10,000 in credit card debt, I'm never going to tell you to pay off all that debt. Why? Because in three months, they'll be right back in the same boat. For those of you that refinanced your house, paid off your car, paid off your credit card debt, and three years later, you're right back in the same boat, can I hear an amen? <laughs> right? You know exactly what I'm talking about. Because what you didn't change is the habits. You think that it's about the numbers. It isn't just about the numbers. It's about the habits. So just like when you're retired and you have a million or two or three million dollars, that can go away in the next two, three decades, depending on when you're going to retire, depending on how long you want this to live. Let's say your wife is 10 years younger than you or four years younger than you. Chances are pretty good in these days that she's going to outlive you. Ask her, do you think you want to go back to work at 84 years old? Probably no is the answer. And then duck, because there's something that'll come your way, probably a frying pan. 
Because part of this is building a legacy. Somebody out there is going to get to use your money. I'm going to cover this on a future show. I'm going to talk about the, the importance of the, and the responsibility of inheriting money. Right? You're going to inherit money. You're going to give money. You're going to give money to somebody who's never deserved a penny. So you need to ask yourself, am I teaching this person how money works? What I did. In fact, we had a client who was older and was in her third bout of cancer and it didn't look good. So, uh, in fact, me and my assistant went to her house and we recorded uh, a little bit of a video. We had our video camera, maybe a 10, 15 minute video. And, And tell me what you did to make this money. What did you and Dave do? She said, well, we worked at the grocery industry. It was really tough. Uh, we had uh, cardboard boxes that we took from, from the grocery, the back of the grocery store, you know. And we used those for, for uh, furniture. And, and uh, we put a tablecloth over some wood, and that became a part. Of, and that's how they lived, to save and save and save. And then when they passed away, they were worth a couple of million dollars. And the reason this was important was because their children and grandchildren were going to inherit this money and they had no clue on what the original struggles were because all they ever knew was grandma and grandpa were wealthy. So we recorded this video and then we had everybody at our office, the children and the grandchildren that were going to inherit the money. And I did a little two-page workbook on, hey, this is what debt is. This is how you avoid it. This is what the savings, this is what the differences are between a stock bond, mutual fund, annuity, right? This is the different types of life insurance, right? Just some basic money, basic, super, super basic. And then we played that video and they had a chance to see because during the time that we recorded the video and we had the meeting while we were editing the video, it was about eight, uh, about 10 days. She passed away. So folks, there are folks, there are people out there that are going to need your money. I want you to give us a call. 888-99-RETIRE. 888-99-RETIRE. That's 888-99-RETIRE. Thanks for listening. I'm Eric Halliby on the Total Financial Hour on AM870, The Answer. Now higher income strategy. Learn from Learn about financial power. Three-star general, Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal records to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com.